Hello everybody and welcome back to Drawing the Line. This is actually our first episode we're shooting where we're going to look at both sides of the two-party system our government is in and try to find middle ground on specific topics. I'm your host, the one who shall not be named. Today's topic is actually about Joe Biden's presidency. Joe Biden became the 46th president of the United States in January 2021 and let's just say it's going. And it's not going good. <laughs> Joe Biden has been in American politics for the better part of 50 years, and according to News, News Gallup, as of October 27, 2023, his approval rating is at a 37%, with a 75% approval rating from Democrats and a 5% approval rating from Republicans. So why is Joe Biden seemingly so bad? Let's dive deep and let's talk about his worst moves as president and talk about it. So I first want to dive deep into the problems that we're having before taking office which would be COVID. So in March of 2020, COVID spiked and it, it came out and the Democratic Party was really pushing to shut everything down, to lock it all up and to really just fucking <laughs> just do nothing, basically. And so Donald Trump, who was president at the time, he basically said, hey, uh, the, we're going to let the governor, the governors of each state kind of decide, you know, we'll call a state of emergency and have them decide what's best. And the Democrats really tuned in, like, you guys have to shut down everything, have mask mandates, or your grandmother's going to die. Or are you going to be the ones that kill grandmas? And in that time, businesses were closed. People lost their homes. People lost their jobs, their livelihoods. And it really took a major effect on the world, not just the United States, where now in hindsight, we can kind of look back and be like, okay, well, if we're looking at everything and uh, we see it for what it is, this stuff was probably not needed at all, but it was really pushed by the Democratic Party and so was the COVID relief bill. And that COVID relief bill was going to send, I believe, $1,200 checks to every American that suffered from that who claims taxes every year and has to uh, pay the income tax and all that fun stuff. So with that being said, uh, that happened and most of the money in that COVID relief bill got sent overseas. It was, it was close to $2 trillion that they signed it for and I believe over a trillion dollars would have to have to not be accounted for. It got shipped out. so. You can fact check that if you'd like, see where the COVID bill went. All you have to do is look up COVID relief bill and read it for yourself. Go through all the pages and kind of find what that money's going to. And you'll see that we didn't get much of that almost $2 trillion. So with that being said, Donald Trump did a lot of great things as president. He did a lot of bad things as president, but they really wanted to outline like the COVID thing and him and his approach to COVID was bad despite him doing exactly what they were asking and saying, well, people are dying and dying and dying and all this stuff and we need to do this and that. And then Fauci was kind of called out as a hypocrite through some leaked email showing that he was saying that the masks didn't work. However, now there's over a billion masks in our oceans polluting the waters and killing animals and really just dirtying up the planet a lot more. So I understand 
why the masks could work if you have to cough or you have to sneeze. That way you don't get it and it lands on somebody and it affects them. Um, however, I think that the mandate went on too long. I think them shipping out all these disposable ones was a little much. And I don't think anybody really used them efficiently anyway. Because somebody would wear the same mask all day every day. And those masks need switched out a lot. Not to mention, if you look at the backs of those masks now, they say on there, it will not stop the spread of COVID. But that wasn't anywhere on the mask boxes until after Donald Trump was out. And so you could say, well, with research, we could have figured that out. But don't you think there would have been some tests just to make sure? Or did somebody have a pocket <laughs> in those in the companies that were making the masks who now just uh, basically became an essential thing like toilet paper for everybody. You know what I mean? So that's a different topic. Anyway, there's a lot of spending which led to a lot of inflation and it wasn't as bad during Donald Trump's presidency. The inflation has definitely gotten way worse and doesn't seem like it's going to be slowing down anytime soon. I mean, that's the hope, but... Right now, us Americans, you know, me and you, are struggling. And we we can really thank the Democratic Party for that. So, I don't agree with everything that they did. I, I don't agree with Donald Trump just sitting there and saying, Okay, yeah, works. Cool. Shut it down. Shut it the fuck down, man. I don't give a fuck. But I do agree that, uh, you know, let the governors decide. It just sucks that they were all really uh, persuaded. So, the uh, next topic we're actually going to get into, this is coming from the Daily Signals uh, post. It is seven different things. Um, Joe Biden's presidency failed. Uh, it's by Jared Stepman. It is from February 28th, 2022, which there's a lot more stuff going on now. So, this is going to be our only place to source out stuff however we're just going to get a quick outline from what this man has written and we're going to just talk about our own thoughts on it and try to find some middle ground in these so for number one it's the border crisis i mean we've been hearing about it for how long now right um what is written here is security at the southern border and has been go okay let me restart that security at the southern border has been an ongoing disaster through one bare, the one barely given coverage by the legacy media. And that, that's pretty true. We don't hear about it as much as we probably should. The massive spike in border crossings initially was ex excused by Biden allies in the media as a seasonal problem. It was seasonal, all right? Open border season. So he's making a joke. Uh, since Biden took office, his historical surge of immigrants has crossed the border illegally in numbers that are the highest in decades and the problem isn't abating according to u.s customs and border protection u.s agents logged 153,941 migrant encounters in january so this would have been january 2022 so yeah i mean i believe now Joe Biden's administration has decided that they're going to continue to build the wall, the thing that the Democrats were 
bitching and moaning about in 2016 and freaking out and calling it a racist act. And it's really not. It's just about making sure that we're safe. We're okay, you know. These illegal immigrants, yeah, most of them are trying to come here for a better life, but they got to do it the right way. If somebody walked in your back door at your house, started eating your food and said, well, hey, I got five bucks, can I stay? No. So I never understand why people try to make the comment of, well, if they pay taxes, it's fine. No, it's not. I understand that where you came from really sucks, and that's another thing, a whole other topic, but... You don't get to just break into somebody's house, come through their back door, eat their food, sit on their couch, and say, well, I'll pay you for it. That's not how it works. Go through the system. Do it legally. So, we've been hearing about the border forever, <laughs> like I said previously. I mean, it has been an ongoing fight. And they said, uh, so far, border apprehensions in the 22 fiscal, 2022 fiscal year are on track to exceed 2 million, which would blow away the 2021 fiscal year of a record-breaking 1.7 million apprehensions. So that was already a big record for 2021. It hit the highest, and now 2022 supposedly was on track. Being that it is now October 2023, we can look into where it was at now. So, let me look that up for you. I'm just typing on my keyboard if you hear me going. Okay, so... It says about 1.94 million, so they were pretty on track to hit the 2 million. Another one says, uh, this was posted October 17th of 2023. Uh, it was by Statista.com, U.S. Border Crossing Encounters 1990 to 2022. It says in the fiscal year 2022, there were 2.214 alien million alien apprehensions and expulsions registered by the United States Border Control. 2.2 million. That is insane. And like I said, maybe that's why they're deciding to build the border again. I mean, they should have done that in the first place. I don't think anybody was really against it. And the only reason why they wanted to be against it was because of Donald Trump. So another topic, which was awful, probably the worst thing that America has done since I was born, <laughs> uh, which would have been in 2000, was the Afghanistan withdrawal. So they want to blame it on Trump. They want to blame it on Biden and go back and forth. However, Trump bought them more time to get everything out. And so when the Biden administration took over, there was a couple issues with the White House even reporting that they didn't know if they meant a certain time for like, okay, or we have time to get out at midnight your time or midnight American time, like where we live, like the East Coast or the, you know, Eastern Standard Time. So that was a big one. I mean, how many billions of dollars did we leave over there worth of weapons? That's the thing. I mean, 13 American soldiers died. And they were left there. 
it was disgusting what happened to those people. And the fact that nobody really gave a fuck, you know, besides the Republican Party was insane to me. Um, it was just terrible. I, I believe it was $7 billion worth of tech. Like, all, all of our newest technology and our defense weapons, our, you know, big-ass helicopters, you know, all the stuff that those people can go and re reverse-engineer figure out how it works and then build more of and use it against us is not something that we would want. And they, they said it was too cheap. It wasn't worth our time. It doesn't fucking matter. It would cost more to bring all that stuff back to get the people home safely. They didn't give a fuck. They left it over there and they said, hey, we'll just blame it on Trump's presidency. But I, I think we know who is really to blame. So... You know, they fucked up bad. And that was probably the biggest thing that Biden did where everybody was kind of like, holy shit, this fucking guy, his administration is the worst. But we don't see any posts about it. We didn't see anybody kind of say like, holy fuck, I can't believe I voted for this guy. Because the Democratic Party would rather just say, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know about it. Not sure. So, I think that was a really terrible thing that happened, and hopefully, things like that are something of the past. I can't believe that that's even something that happened, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, holy shit. It is a big deal, and if you're listening and you're like, oh, fuck, I, I forgot about that. That's, like, what the fuck? You know, it was bad. Um, another topic would be, the crime surge. So, American cities experienced an explosion of violent crimes since the summer of 2020. And they had a really, it was the Black Lives Matter movement. So, with the Black Lives Matter movement, it was people that were going into the streets, protesting, which ended up going to looting, rioting. It led to many deaths. It led to billions of dollars of damage done. And cities were torn up for a while after. And there wasn't really any accountability. And that is one of the things that we're going to see most with Joe Biden's presidency. Is that he supported the Black Lives Matter movement. And, you know, he supported them going out and protesting. But once it turned to rooting and, excuse me, looting and rioting, they didn't ever say anything. They pushed that agenda, and then once it hit the fan, nobody came out and flipped out. So, they were running the defund the police, they were breaking in the buildings and just stealing everything they possibly could, and said, it'll be covered by insurance. I mean, I don't understand how any movement could even stand to just have the people behind it rioting and looting that's not going to show justice that's not going to show anything that's going to show criminal activity so the fact that they didn't shut that down or they didn't try their hardest and they actually got mad at Donald Trump for sending in national guards and for having these people getting detained I mean it was insane and then they'll sit there and say well 99% were peaceful protests and 
I mean, that 1% counts, though. The 1% that weren't were terrible. They were devastating. Dozens of people died. And in the name of justice, there was nothing just... There was no justice served for it. I mean, my God. So another topic we talked about already, it's just the raising inflation. You know, in December, inflation, December 2021, inflation hit 7%, the highest it was ever since 1982. And that was, what, 11 months after Joe Biden came in as president? So now... Uh, we're still working. We're still working on it. It's it, it's been getting worse, and we're just hoping it's going to get better. People were trying to blame, oh, the higher gas prices have nothing to do with the fact that we sent trillions of dollars overseas and we printed all this new money. It was because people were coming out of COVID and going back to work, and so supply and demand. You guys know how supply and demand works, right? It's like, yeah, we know how supply and demand works. But that would last a couple weeks at most. Once everything got back to normal, it should have been good. It's been three years. When is this whole quote-unquote supply and demand going to stop? And if you ask them today, they won't acknowledge it. They won't have anything good to say about it. But back in 2021, when everybody was bitching and moaning about it, it was either... That's Donald Trump's fault, despite it being the Democratic Party that really pushed the COVID relief bill that started the whole fucking printing of the money and the inflation. Or they said, well, COVID's rising out and it's supply and demand. How stupid are you? Now today, you ask them and they'll be like, well, Donald Trump started it. It's like, yeah, blame everything on Donald Trump. He hasn't been in office in three years. But keep blaming him. I'm sorry. Two years and <laughs> two years and nine months. My my apologies. So there was a uh, a, a person by the name of Rachel uh, Gresler. If I, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, she's in a comics expert at the Heritage Foundation. Explains about Biden and his legislative legislative alleys. And how they were making the situation worse with inflation. It says, this is a quote. Having already stimulated greater demand for goods and services with the $5.5 trillion in so-called COVID-19 spending while simultaneously restricting labor supply through welfare without work policies and COVID-19 unemployment benefits that discouraged a return to work, the Biden administration and progressive lawmakers are pursuing more of the same. Their big government socialism build back better act, increased regulations, and command economy tactics would all just boost inflation. I mean, that's what they're saying. It's just going to keep boosting it. And we just keep fucking, we just keep living. We're just trying. You know, we're trying to be able to afford our bills. We're trying to feed our family. We're trying to be able to have enough gas to get to work. We're trying to also just enjoy our lives. Every dollar we make should not have to be sent out somewhere. We should all be able to enjoy a disposable income. And the whole argument of get a better job is not going to suffice. These companies 
that are hiring people are hiring at horrible wages and that are not adjusted for inflation at all. And that is something I believe the government should start getting on businesses about. And I'm a guy who you're going to learn if you watch throughout all these podcasts and you listen to me. I'm a guy who loves a small government. But when companies are just taking advantage of the American people, it's time for somebody to step in and say, no. You cannot pay that person $12 an hour for a management position. You cannot pay these people 10-10 for a minimum wage. They need to increase that. Inflation needs to be an overall thing where you get paid more because everything costs more. And all we're doing is feeding these greedy companies who are, guess what? They're stuffing the pockets at the politicians because they know, oh, instead of having to pay out an extra $100, $200 million a year, let me go give five or six to the fucking president. Let me go give five or six to the governor. Let me go give him five or six to the congressman. Let's see what we can lobby. And that's why lobbyists... And anybody who takes in lobbyists should be illegal. It should be a fucking offense beyond belief. You should have to go to prison. You should be locked up. You should never be allowed to run for a political party again. But yet every single person who fucking goes in and starts running for office gets people that say, Hey, I'll help fund your your, your campaign, you know. Maybe... Uh, Maybe I'll help fund it and we can work out a couple things, you know. Why don't we just make sure this doesn't happen? Let's make sure that doesn't happen. We'll make sure you get the power, the money, everything you crave. But we're going to need something out of it too. I think if lobbyists was an illegal thing, which, I mean, there's a lot of stuff these politicians do that's illegal as fuck. But if we really could have a system to crack down on that and really rebuild the way we go about it, that would make everyone in the entire country so much more beneficial. Their money would be way better. We wouldn't have these people who lobby for the colleges and the hospitals that fucking pay out millions of dollars so that way they can keep their high-ass rates when, honest to God, they have a monopoly. Colleges and hospitals and companies run a monopoly. We're going to give you this much money for your financial aid, and you're going to pay us this much money. Hospitals, yeah, it costs this much money. You have to pay it. Your insurance either has to pay it or you have to pay it because these are our rates. Companies, yeah, we'll give you that. We'll give you this, this little amount. It's really fucked up. The way that all of this is ran is insane. So, uh, for number seven, uh, Jarrett, I believe, he has a thing called War on Parents. And I'm just going to kind of read over this because I'm not quite familiar. So, we'll read over what he says and try to see between the lines. Violent crime is spitting out of control, but the Justice Department clearly doesn't see that as a real threat to the country. No, the real threat is parents who disagree with what's happening in their local schools. Parents around the country, even in far-left San Francisco, have been organizing in response to the misguided and often egregious policies of many K-12 schools. 
from the inclusion of critical race theory and simul similar radicalized ideas in classroom curriculum to over-the-top COVID-19 restrictions that force students to stay home for over a year or wear masks all day long, parents are fed up. The result has been an old-fashioned self-government in action. However, the response from the left has been the call transparency, a threat to democracy, demonize parents, and threaten them with an FBI investigation. In October, Attorney General Merrick Garland sent out a memo calling on the FBI, FBI to investigate violent threats against school officials and teachers, despite a lack of evidence of such threats. The Biden administration actually moved to treat parents as if they were domestic terrorists. It appears that Garland's memo was urged on by the National School Boards Association, which represents many local school boards. The, associ the association also receives a huge amount of money from teachers' unions. In addition, Garland's son-in-law is a co-founder of an organization that advocates cultural responsive training and other ideas associated with critical race theory. So the Attorney General's memo wasn't only an on-call threat to parents, it also appeared to involve some serious conflicts of interest. You know, guys, I can sit here and I can show you all the the backed up evidence, but honest to God, I want you guys to do your own research as well as myself when we look into these topics. And that's something I always want to do is make sure that what I'm talking about is correct. So with that being said, I have no idea about what this is talking about. So take everything that was said with a grain of salt until you do your own research on it, please. And I'm going to take it with a grain of salt as well. And we're going to talk about it with a grain of salt. It sounds fucked. <laughs> if this is possible, if this is true, Garland's fucked up. His son runs the organization of advocates for the, for the stuff associated with critical race theory. And he wants to make sure that, uh, hey, parents... You shouldn't have any control over what your kids are learning in school, despite it being a public school. So what we'll do is we'll we'll start uh, saying that you're a threat. Start saying that you're a terrorist. Start pushing you to be scared that you might go to prison because you don't agree with what we're teaching your 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 child. And that's another big fucking thing. The government can just do that. Government officials could just be able to fucking do that. You know what I mean? That pisses me off. It's something where I just want to. I just want to fucking. I just want to fucking gut Garland like a fish. Not really though. Don't send the F FBI after me, Garland. I have no idea what you look like, and I've only heard your name now. It's a fucking joke, buddy. Okay. Just hoping that holds up in court. Uh, it doesn't matter anyway. They save uh, rights to a fair and speedy trial. Those types are never fair. I mean, the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, they should all be defunded. They should all be broken down and rebuilt from the ground up and fire every person in it. The IRS, too. All those three named fucking letters. The way that those places run is insane. Those are the people that killed John F. Kennedy. They killed Martin Luther King Jr. And, guys, these aren't just wacky conspiracy theories I'm throwing out there. I mean, I'm, they kind of admitted to it in different documents. It, there was always that suspicion. But if you said it, you were a conspiracy theorist. If you say it today, it's like, 
yeah, you're you're pretty fucking on the dot. <laughs> you're you're pretty right. But you know the FBI and all those three letter asso- uh, associations and government official fucking groups are just they really hurt Americans, and they they're very authoritative and they run shit like they're the big bosses and it's it's pretty bad. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's it's fucked. So with that being said, I think the government should not just have certain stuff that is required for kids to learn, but the shit like that should maybe just be an elective in case kids want to know because the people that like get taught that forcefully when it comes to critical race theory and all these other stuff they should have a choice and i'm not saying none of them do i'm sure there are many programs in different schools that allow children to really choose but it should never be a requirement you should never run that kind of stuff down a child's throat and you know we have history we have world government we have math we have science we have them maybe learning a different language for a couple years like we teach these kids as they grow about the world and about how bad it is and about this that, and the other and if they want to learn about psychology or if they want to learn about critical race theory or they want to kind of learn about different stuff that has to do with politics then that should be up to them but some people don't give a fuck you know especially teenagers especially like young teenagers they don't care they will learn about it as they get get older and start to see the world for what it is but you know middle schoolers and elementary kids they don't care they they also just don't give a fuck regardless of any of it and i'm assuming that they're not teaching kids those and if they're starting that young when you're in like fourth or fifth grade trying to talk about that stuff it's a little weird because it comes off as grooming and not grooming in like a sexual way but grooming in a political way trying to make these people think a certain way when to be honest you should be able to grow up and see the world read between the lines do your own research and say hey you know i don't agree with this i agree with that and pick it we should not be a two-party system and most people are very mixed in their emotions when it comes to various topics that's why i started this podcast was to, you know, we're drawing the line, we're finding the middle ground, we're looking into it. So, I'm not too sure. And I know that this one hasn't really been about, you know, drawing the line and finding middle ground, but it's been about a presidency that has been really shit, and I don't think that's controversial to say, especially with the 37% approval rating. I think most people agree that he is a bad president and a lot of the stuff he did is shit so you know here's another thing that uh came up is that he weaponized the fbi to intimidate parents who show up at board at school board meetings and biden treated him like domestic terrorists that's another this is not only from the daily signal it's also coming from e aei.org so It's an organization. Please do your own research on the topic. And everything we talk about, please do your own research. I do not want to be the guy 
that you come to for political advice or anything. I'm here to have a conversation and for you to listen and pretty much have a conversation with me as well. And we break down certain stuff and we talk about it. But I don't ever want to be the guy you come to to make opinions for you or to push you to think a certain way. I'm just speaking my mind and having a combo without anybody else here. So uh, there's one that says his, uh, his war on fossil fuels helped drive domestic production down and gasoline prices through the, through the roof. And we're still on AEI.org. And it's titled, The 10 Worst Things Biden Did in 2021. So when they're talking about the gasoline prices going through the roof and the, his war on fossil fuels, uh, the person who made this article went on to say, Then he begged the organization of the Petroleum Exporting Counties, or OPEC, which is a foreign oil cartel, quote-unquote, to produce more oil, which will result in the same emissions and domestically produced oil. It's like it's the 1970s all over again. That's a, and the guy who made this is Mark A. something. Thiessen? Thiessen? T-H-I-E-S-S-E-N, if you want to check it out. So, yeah, $1.9 trillion was spent for the COVID-19 relief bill. That was uh, the one that we've talked about previously. Uh... Number one is the Afghanistan. So, you know, how we did with that. I would say another big one is just us sending billions of dollars for the Russia versus Ukraine. You know, war, crisis, whatever is going on as of today. I don't like to keep up with that because I just think, you know, it's fucked. We're sending so much money over there. And we're funding a war that we're not a part of and we're sending our own weapons and it's just why we need to focus on americans here there's people that are dying on the streets because they're fucking homeless and they're freezing themselves to death at night and people we have a fucking huge opioid epidemic it's insane what's going on here and if we could just take that money to help the people that are in our country who are americans and put america actually first that would be a way better way to spend the tax dollars. But of course, it goes and shoots over to fucking Ukraine and there's a little bit, little bit of money comes back. <laughs> so, you know, it's all about laundering and money laundering. And that's a big thing with politicians is they love to launder money. Look up politicians' net worth versus their annual income and how long they've been in office. That shit is crazy. It doesn't fucking add up. They just love the pocket money and they say, oh, well, I made some good investments. Yeah, because you also control several of those investments. Hey, we're going to uh, pump money into this company that makes oil. Okay, well, America just started buying from them. So, you know, cool. I'm sure your stock prices are going to skyrocket. You better sell out before we pull out of that plan. Oh, yeah, thanks. I'll pull out three or four days ahead. Like, you have to watch these politicians. Every time they put money into something, here's a, here's a million here's a million dollar idea to get rich. Every time you see and you track a politician that puts money into something, put money into it. Whether it be a congressman, a lawmaker, a fucking a governor, somebody from the Biden administration, as soon as you see them, 
you know, they, whoop, we sent money to fucking ABC. Go send your money there and check to make sure you see when they pull it out. Because that motherfucking, st- those stocks are going to skyrocket and then they're going to pull out. And then next thing you know, something gets released and it plummets. And which, by the way, is very illegal. But uh, what the fuck? Nancy Pelosi has been caught doing that. Um, it was, <laughs> it's actually funny. She got caught and she said, Hey guys, uh, I'm going to leave office. I think I'm just so fucking old. My husband, you know, he's having hammer fights when I'm not home. I don't know what's going on. They're half naked. I I just need to go home and take care of my husband because this motherfucker is going crazy. So there's one thing I would like to talk about Joe Biden and what he did that was actually a good thing. And it was something that was reported on by the White House. And that would be, honest to gosh, sending a billion dollars into schools. Taking a billion dollars and sending them into schools to help build up the education system, to help uh, students and the schools themselves to get better learning devices and newer books and really be able to help the students. And I just... Honest to God, I just wish <laughs> that that would have been where some of the Ukraine money went. If we could have, like, you know, taken an, another couple billion, we could have really skyrocketed the school part. You know, he said, oh, yeah, we sent a billion over to, to the schools for the kids. And it's like, yeah, man, but you sent, like, fucking five billion yesterday <laughs> to fucking that fucking dude that doesn't even dress up to meet you. Yeah, what the fuck's his name? Zelensky? Is that it? I don't fucking know. (laughs) But yeah, man, if you, like, would just take an extra couple billion out of his paycheck and send it to... (laughs) His paycheck. And just send it to the kids at the schools, like, you know, and help build them up. I don't know. Maybe if you, you know, so many people say defund the police, but what if we fund them more? Get them better ways to protect themselves so that way they're not pulling the gun on people. You know, find better ways to shut down somebody who could be a threat. You know, there's got to be something better than just shooting them and potentially killing them. Besides the taser, you know, like the taser doesn't work on half the fucking people. You ever see a guy get tased when they're fighting with police? That motherfucker is like, you ever see the clip of Johnny Knoxville? He's on that show with, uh... Eric Andre, and Eric Andre is shocking him, and Johnny Knoxville just grabs the dude's hand and turns the taser on him. That is what the police videos look like. Honest to gosh. I mean, I think if we would have really, if the government really gave a shit, they could have rebuilt the whole policing system and got all the fucking departments and pretty much do it like how they do with schools. Here, hey, state, how many fucking police departments do you have? I don't know. Okay, well, count them. Let's go by the districts, okay? Here, we're going to give you this much money. You break up that money between counties, which will break it up in between districts, based off of how many, or the, how many people live in the district, is what I'm trying to say. And then, just start training new people. Give them better pay. You know, that way more people aspire to be police officers. Get them better training. Make the training a long-term thing where you don't just go to a police camp and, (laughs) yeah, okay, yeah, I mean, 
cool, which I never went to police training. If you're a cop, I'm not fucking dissing you. Just making a dumbass joke. But yeah, making like a real college course or something or a trade, you know, don't make it like, oh yeah, go, go to a camp and then come get a certificate and then we'll find a place for him. Like make it a longer term thing and really get some mental health evaluations going, which I know that they do. They do it for the military, they do it for the police, but just maybe make them a little deeper. These are people that are supposed to be saving lives. You know, and then when something bad happens to a cop, have some other cops on standby. That's why you want to pay them more. So that way you have more people to help out with situations. So that way the police officers that are out there that are getting traumatized every day could maybe take some time off to maybe pay for their therapy, maybe pay for this and that and the other and have other mental evaluations to make sure that they're still okay to be a police officer. That's just a thought. That could have been a place where we sent more money to besides Ukraine. But nobody cares. Because that's not making them money personally. I swear if I was president, I'd be like shooting everything down. Vetoing it, all that bullshit. And that's a big thing too with this government is like... You can you can introduce these bills and these like, yeah we want funding for this, that and the other. But other people are also looking for their paycheck. Other people, like, if you get a couple good guys in there that are really doing it because they love America, I mean, take Donald Trump's administration, for example, right? Where he came in, he said, look, I, I paid, uh, you know, along with the supporters, I paid out for my whole fucking, my whole campaigns, both of them. I didn't take lobbyist money. I didn't even take the money that I was given and paid as the president. All I did was fucking give it back to the community. I picked a charity every couple months and sent the $100,000 over there. I did it because I really wanted to help. And that was why most people hated Donald Trump. That's why they wanted you to think he was a racist and of this and of that and the other. Despite not having any actual back, like, backage. They didn't have anything to support their claims. They just claimed it. And people believed it because if you say something enough, people will just believe it. And... They've said, holy shit, if this guy becomes president, he's going to be vetoing all these bills and he's going to be doing this and the other. And he's not going to want to, you know, push money to the people that we want to push money to to get our fucking pockets up. So they saw him as a guy that wasn't going to allow them to sit there for four years and just keep running up money. That's why they love Biden. Biden's been doing a shit job and has been one of the worst presidents of the last century. And nobody gives a fuck. And nobody's talking about it. Because they don't really care. They're happy they have a cash cow. They're happy they have a Muppet. That's President Biden's presidency. That is what we're talking about. A puppet who will keep saying yes to sending money to all the other people and getting everybody's pockets a little deeper. They hated Donald Trump for it. They love Biden because he'll do it. Anyway, that is the end of today's podcast. It is a shorter one. I'm hoping that this podcast uh, does well and comes off approachable. And I hope that this conversation that we had today that you guys got to listen to and maybe opened your mind a little more. Maybe made you think like, holy shit, yeah, our government does work like that. And I just, I, that's all I want. So, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate y'all. You know, podcasts are going to come out 
probably every Wednesday morning. Every Wednesday morning at, I don't know, I'd say, I'd say around 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sounds like a good time. So, again, I appreciate everybody. Have a great day, and remember, stay motherfucking informed, okay? We'll come up with a fucking, we'll come up with something to say at the end of these. <laughs> Goodbye.